It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Washington takes a step in the right direction, but is it enough? We recap the weekend's wildcard action and look into a new quarterback projected to land in the nation's capital All of that right now on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On the Washington Football Team with the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. And we are on Twitter at Russellmania621 at DHarrison82 and at LockedWFTPod. Thank you again, Washington football fans, for making us your first listen every day. Been a minute since we spoke because of the uh, holiday weekend. And honestly, not a lot going on around the Washington football team, which is good from a news front because usually the news that comes out is not all that great. But Chris, uh, Washington did announce something over the weekend or recently anyway that will have some fans interested to uh, to know. Yeah, uh, let's first rewind with no news is often, as you kind of alluded to, David, good news with this team because we know that. Uh, like you said, usually the news is is, is at least controversial or uh, not always good. Um, so let's leave it at that. I know some of the coaches were on vacation. Uh, I heard Jack Del Rio was in Hawaii. I know Ron Rivera was in the area, but taking in a, a show at the Kennedy Center with his wife. So good uh, for them. Everybody deserves a little bit of a break, and we hope Washington fans had a little bit of a break uh, from good or bad news. But yeah, to your point, um, you know, we found this out like as we were recording late Thursday uh, for our Friday and our final episode. Washington's going to be, you know, there's been a lot of criticism over how they're handling the name announcement on the Today Show on NBC. We've talked about this on 2222. Uh, the belief is that they'll do that sometime between seven and nine. That's when that show is live, not in the third hour, uh, which they also have, but in the main two hours. But that's not confirmed. Uh, and then they announced that they're going to have two different events, at least right now. And that's at at FedEx Field after presumably the announcement at around 9 a.m. And they made it known that it was an approximate time on Wednesday, February 2nd. They're going to have Dan and Tanya Snyder along with Jason Wright meet the media, not fans. It's not a fan event. Uh, That's Wednesday morning around 9 a.m., which leaves the possibility that they could be up in New York 
on the Today Show at, say, 7.15 or 7.30 and then take Dan's private plane back to Landover uh, to do this media event. Possible. We don't know. Um, The big fan event is Friday night, February the 4th. It's like a drive and park event, a park and party, I think is what they're calling. And basically they're going to, you know, have like big video screens and they're going to have merchandise available and some concessions and some food trucks and some alumni out there. And they're going to whoop everybody up into a frenzy, I guess, in one of the parking lots uh, at FedEx Field on a Friday night, David, from six to nine, early February. Yeah. What sounds better than that? Yeah. And it's $5 a car. I mean, five bucks a car isn't that much money, but still it's, it's $5 a car. The, the money the, the is going to. The only thing I'll point out before you continue, the only thing I'll point out is that $5 per car does go to the uh, right. Washington football team charitable foundation. Yeah. So, I mean, at least they're not pocketing that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was going to finish with is it does go to charity and it does go to a good cause. So, you know, you can, you can rest easy knowing that, but I mean, look at the end of the day, you know, the Washington football team or whatever they're going to be known after this day, they're still unveiling their uniform away from their home. They're doing it in, in the home area of a rival team. Uh, and, you know, it, it, the decision has been made. It's just kind of one more stumbling. And if it was by itself, Chris, I think by itself, that decision isn't the biggest transgression in the world. But I think when you couple it with everything else and to a certain extent, maybe that's a little bit unfair. But that's just that's kind of how this whole thing works. I mean, until you break the streak. You know, kind of like how they say you are what your record says you are. Well, the Washington organization record wise with how they treat their fans, how they treat the media and all this stuff. They are who they are uh, until they they change that culture. And, and as of right now, anyway, at least they're trying to take that. I think I think uh, enough media members were kind of pointing out, hey, like, look at look at how how little appreciation you're showing for the people that just a couple months ago you were saying hey, we need you in the seats, we need you buying tickets, and now you're going to do the unveil in New York City right. where they're not even uh, housed at. And so this media event is kind of getting back to that because, I mean, you know, Chris, you and I do this on a daily basis. I know a lot of people out there, they're like, oh, well, you're lucky to do it, and, and what a great life you have. And don't get me wrong, I don't think either of us is necessarily feeling like we're down on our luck, you know, anything like that. But at the end of the day, it's hard covering a failing football team. It's hard talking about bad football and bad football play. And, and you hate down talking people that are genuinely for the, for the most part, they genuinely good people. Uh, you know, we've talked about like the Taylor Heineke story, like him as a human, you want to lift them up. You want to put them on a pedestal, lift them on your shoulders and, and show them to the world. But sometimes the play just doesn't mirror that opportunity and going through that grind, you know, having the opportunity to, to unveil the uniform and having, you know, the, the Chris Russell's of the world, the JP Finley's of the world there at the reveal, not there after the reveal to get a follow-up question in, but they're at the reveal. That's a little token of appreciation for that grind. And then having the unveiling happening outside of FedEx field or at, you know, uh, in the wizards arena and have fans available, like that would be a way to show appreciation for the, and you know what, something like that, like you could probably charge fans 25, 30 bucks, uh, ahead to go do that. And they will actually want to do that and go do that. Uh, still give the money to charity, but you know, the decisions have been made. They're trying to kind of write it a little bit with a fan event and with the media event and all that stuff. So at least they're showing a little bit that they recognize the need to do so. I don't know. Is it, is, is it a little too late or do you at least appreciate the, the, the shift in navigation to at least kind of say, Oh, here, let us give you something as well. Well, I, I do appreciate the effort to correct I, I, I to to try and do things that involve the fans, right? I, I don't right. I, honestly, as a member of the media, it's not 
and, and, and people can believe this or not, David, it, this is not about me or J.P. Yeah, Finley yeah. Or, or, or NBC Sports Washington or the Washington Post, right? This is about what's doing right for the most loyal and the most passionate and the most important people you have. And mm-hmm. no offense, that's not Soccer Mom Central on the Today Show. Right. That, that is important for the global brand expansion and for global sales. Mm-hmm. That is important for that. I do get that. But unfortunately, that does seem like that's your number one priority as opposed to doing something special, really special for your fans when the excitement level is the most. And that's the problem. Uh, and, And I don't know how you do it outside of doing something on the National Mall, outside of doing something in the stadium bowl at FedEx Field, people have said, well, you can't do it because of COVID. You can't do it because they would be embarrassed about the small crowd. I understand there are concerns, but you don't have to do it outside. You could right. you could rent out, if you wanted to, um, the Anthem in Washington, D.C. It's an, a small indoor amphitheater. You could have COVID restrictions. I mean, D.C. has COVID restrictions in place. You have to be vaccinated. You could have done all this stuff and celebrated with your fans and incorporated the Today Show. They chose so far not to do that, unless there's a swerve coming that we don't know about. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, the Today Show could have come to D.C. You know what I mean? Like, you do the Today Show for a segment or something like that. I don't think they would move the entire show to D.C., obviously, but, like, do a segment in the, there, there's a lot of different ideas. Well, or, or yeah, whatever. they could do live, they could do live video, right? From yeah. wherever you are. Like you Absolutely. could have Dan and Tanya, and you know, it could it could be like um you've seen these uh when a kid decides where to go to college and he's sitting up on a podium, yeah, right? And he's got you know a Florida State hat, a Jackson State hat, and a Miami hat, and he like yeah. and he puts on the hat and he throws one away, and but 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 you know, I mean, you could have done that easily live on yeah. the Today Show. Um, you know, with a live with a live audience of 500 season ticket holders or, yeah. or or gold members, and I don't know why they didn't do that. Other than they're going to probably hide again behind um, y- behind COVID restrictions, which I do understand. Mm-hmm. But again, Washington D.C. just put in a mandatory vaccination requirement for all indoor venues. That's number one, and number two. I wonder if they didn't, you know, remember at the old NFL draft at, at Radio City Music Hall, it's not so much now. Well, I, I guess it is now, in, in, you know, um, at the various locations. But remember when the Jets would always come up on the clock, they would always yeah. get just booed unmercifully, right, <laughs> before and after their pick. Well, I think the team was trying to avoid that. I mean, hey, may, may maybe, but I mean, I don't know. They did such a good job of incorporating like, the fan ambassador program and everything into like the videos. And, and it, it's just, it's just a little disappointing. And maybe, you know what? And that was kind of something I, I was kind of thinking bounce around my head to maybe have some of the fan ambassadors in New York at the today show, showing off some of the fan gear, some of the t-shirts, the hoodies, right. hats, stuff like that, maybe. And you know what? Maybe that redeems it a little bit to see some, some well-known fans from the fan base who aren't, you know, media and, and, and paid and all that stuff. They're show, helping to unveil the brand. Maybe that can kind of, redeem the efforts a little bit could do that certainly anything more than 
what is currently scheduled, I think would be a good thing. And we'll just leave it at that. All right, guys, coming up, we will get into all six of the NFL playoff wild card weekend games. What went right? What went wrong? That's next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. But guys, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march through the playoffs and beyond. I hope you won some money. Your boy was six and zero straight up, four and two against the spread on the weekend, and hit on that Dallas surprise pick to yes, serve. Bet Online. I posted David a bunch of the early game odds. Uh, for this weekend's action, we found out late on Monday night that the Tampa Bay Bucks, the defending Super Bowl champions, are opening up as two and a half point favorites over the Los Angeles Rams. Bet Online has it for you. They remain the number one spot for all bet, best sports wagering action in 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code locked on to get started football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports at bet online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms, along with David Harrison at dharrison82. You read him on SI.com's Fan Nation covering the Washington football team. I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medhurst radio showgram on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app Monday through Friday, most days from 3 until 7 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, all that, you know, we have all the podcasts and all that good stuff for you uh, as well if you missed the show live. All right, Dave, let's get to it. Reaction to all six playoff games, including the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles losing. Here's a big picture question before we isolate the games. Does that make you feel better from a Washington football perspective that both the Cowboys and the Eagles are eliminated? Uh, it, it does not in the sense that they're necessarily eliminated, but just watching the action this weekend, especially from the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, you kind of realize, I think, to a certain extent, what we've been talking about, and that is that Washington is not far off from the lead and that going back to the preseason, again, with a healthy Ryan Fitzpatrick, with expectations that Curtis Samuel uh, was going to be a, a solid contributor at some point in the season for the team, and that the defense, you know, uh, you like to think that the defense was getting on track even with Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Uh, still consistently on the team. So if that would have continued uh, and that trend would have continued and Chase Young doesn't get hurt, uh, you know, obviously some of the things that happen with Montez are, are probably unavoidable um, just with the course of the way things happen. But, you know, even with just Chase Young on the field there for the final stretch um, and, you know, it, again, personal business is personal business. And I don't want to speak out of out of Turner for somebody else, but depending on the situation the team is in, even during a grieving process, we've seen NFL players kind of, go through the grieving process, join the team, go back to the grieving process. It's it's 
it, it's a hellish thing that somebody might have to, to to balance. You know what I mean? And I don't blame Montez uh, for taking all the time that he needed to in, in the situation the team was in, to be honest with you. Um, but it just kind of shows you that a couple of things break the right way. A couple of, of, of plays go differently during the early stretch of the season. And this team is right in the midst of, of things. And uh, you know, so again, so I kind of, I kind of stand by our evaluation of the team early on that they were, uh, you know, probably a double digit quality type of team. And you look at finishing with seven wins, but then again, like I said, you look at some of those games and the way that they lost some of those games, you could very easily pick three games out of the losses and say, those are the games that, one or two plays go a different way. One or two plays get executed better, and they come away with victories. You know who you sound like? Who's that? You kind of sound like Ron Rivera Jr. there. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, <laughs> he, but he's he's correct in a lot I of know. things, right? I know. I, I don't say that in a negative way. You're, yeah. you're right. Oh, you're usually, right. Okay, I'm, I'm used to Twitter where that's a, that's an insult. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, I, I mean I, I'm just saying, like, as you were saying that, I just kept having the thought bubble of Ron Rivera because that's exactly his message. And and listen, he's right and you're right. Yeah. The problem is, is the really good teams make those three or two yes. or three plays a game yes. and the bad teams or the not good teams don't. And for whatever reason, they the good teams generally overcome adversity like the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know if it's going to last beyond this weekend or not, but they've overcome a tremendous amount of injury, still dealing with it, adversity, Antonio Brown, that, you know, weird case. Uh, and now Tristan Wirfs banged up, might not even play, and yet they hammer the Eagles. The only good thing from an Eagles perspective, my guy Ryan Kerrigan, yeah, who you know, I, I mean, who was great. He saved his only good game, really, or his <laughs> only noticeable impact for the playoff game, and some of that came at the expense of of, of Tristan Wirfs. So, um, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, the Bucks are also the team that you cover on the Locked On Bucks podcast uh, with James Yarko. I mean. Like, did you feel good about the Bucks' performance or was it more because the Eagles weren't any good? No, I felt good about what the Bucks did. I mean, you know, some of it is the Eagles are limited in what they can do. So when they get uh, when they get countered with a very strong game plan, they have a very hard time of of adjusting outside of their comfort zone because of their quarterback play and that kind of. And honestly, and, and you go through the playoffs, that's really this is why teams overdraft quarterbacks. And I've always understood why they do it. I just don't necessarily agree to it because in, in my opinion, we'll get into this conversation a little bit. When you overdraft a quarterback, you're just, all you're doing is, is pigeonholing yourself into mediocrity for the next three to five years, depending on how long it takes you to realize your mistake. Uh, if you're the New York giants, apparently it's going to take five years. Um, so that's, that's the only thing, but I understand why people are so kind of focused on finding a quarterback because at the end of the day, you can win as long as you have consistent quarterback play. You don't even have to have great quarterback play. You have to have consistent quarterback play. You have to know what's going to come from your gunslinger if you're going to have consistent success. And I and I always go back to the Brett Favre Green Bay Packers. Everybody wants to look at Brett Favre. Like he's this, this great transcending quarterback. And, and look, Brett was very good at what he did for a very long time. He won one Super Bowl. And the only time he won a Super Bowl is when he had a top 10 defense. There's a correlation there. There's a reason there because they had a defense that allowed Brett to do some of the unpredictable things that he was going to do, and they could cover for him when he made the mistakes. When you don't have that and you have an unpredictable quarterback, you're not going to get prolonged success. I'm talking championships. I'm not talk just talking playoff experience. Ask Dallas Cowboys uh, fans how they feel about just going to the playoffs a lot. 
Um, I'm talking about winning championships here. And you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's kind of a similar unpredictable, and I'm not trying to bag on Aaron Rodgers or anything, but he's, if you look at the Packers history, they needed a top 15, top 12 defense in order to really kind of get things going. But when you have, I like to go back to Joe Flacco a lot. Joe Flacco was a franchise quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens because he was consistent in what he brought them. They knew what he was going to bring them, and they built around him to elevate that to championship-level football. That's why you saw the Baltimore Ravens win a championship with him. So you don't need a great quarterback. You need a consistent quarterback. The teams that aren't playing in the in the, in the NFL, uh, NFC divisional round, don't have consistent quarterback play. Well, I, I would agree with that. But, you know, then you look at the Dallas Cowboys. I, I mean, they have everything that you would want, right? A, cons- a pretty consistent quarterback. I know he wasn't as good down the stretch yeah. as he was in the first half, but uh, they did score 50 points in two games, which a lot of people were excited about. Yet here we are. And the Cowboys gagged away a season to a tough, resilient, but certainly far from very talented San Francisco 49er team. So how do you read that? See, I don't think Dak Prescott is the most consistent quarterback in the National Football League. I mean, and that's, you know, you don't have to be the most consistent, but I mean, I look at Dak Prescott's play and and honestly, that final play of the game where, you know, and and Tony Romo talks about it. And again, I don't know if Tony is speaking from a place of knowledge or if Tony is speaking from a place of really quick analysis where he says, you know, that quarterback draw in that type of situation, you eat your 10 yards. Like you're not intending a quarterback draw from that distance to go for a touchdown. You're looking to get closer for an easier, uh, not necessarily Hail Mary, uh, Hail Mary, but an easier last play of the game. So you run your 10 yards, you get down, you get to the line of scrimmage, you spike the ball. And when you talk about consistency in quarterbacks, decision-making is, is just as important as anything else in there. And what I see in Dak is sometimes you see Dak take the smart play. Sometimes you see Dak get overly aggressive. Sometimes you see Dak get overly conservative. That's where his consistency falls off is he is not from what, and I, and I don't cover the Cowboys, so I don't see every single game, but the games that I see in Dak Prescott, sometimes you see Dak come out with this killer instinct. Sometimes you see Dak come out with almost this kind of shy, I don't want to lose the game for my team. And then I think that run is, is a perfect example of that. I think the run is designed, get as many yards as you can, get down quickly, so we can reset, run our final play of the game, try to win this thing. And what happens is in the moment, Dak Prescott's not worried about the plan. He's not staying on script, right? We talk about go back to Ron Rivera, do what you're asked to do. Uh, the play doesn't care who makes it, all those things, right? Instead, Dak says, you, Dak kind of gets to the 8 to 10-yard mark. And you almost kind of see him. He's like, oh, I can get more. So he runs for five more yards, and then he slides, and, and the clock runs out. If he slides right. five yards earlier, they spike the ball with one second left on the clock. They get a final play of the game. So that's the inconsistency I see in Dak Prescott is more in his decision-making and the approach to each and every game than anything else. Well, while he was going for those extra five yards, he was thinking about how to throw the referees under an 18 wheeler. That's, you know, that's what he was doing Uh, real quickly. They shouldn't have even had that opportunity, quite honestly, to go for that in that sequence. Because Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers pretty much iced that game on a fourth and inches quarterback sneak. Uh, and yet Trent Williams uh, was, you know, called for an illegal shift uh, in motion. The Rams pounded the Cardinals. The Bengals outlast the Raiders. Bills just hammer the New England Patriots. Chiefs blast the Steelers. We'll try and get a little bit more into some of these games as the week goes along. But that's your six uh, playoff games. And we wanted to obviously focus on the Eagles and the Cowboys right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. David, you want to tell us about TurboTax, right? Absolutely. It's all about consistency. And listen, of the quarterbacks eliminated from the playoffs, Dak probably is the most consistent of them. 
uh, but also really consistent TurboTax. I've been using them to do my taxes for as long as I can remember, to be quite honest with you. And people will think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes. But for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things actually interesting. Life changes are exciting, and they usually have tax implications. In one year alone, Chris, I retired, I moved, I started receiving a pension, I bought a house. It was crazy. TurboTax was there for me when I needed them. Maybe you're a full-time employee who decides to freelance, and now you need some advice on how to file as a contractor. Maybe you started driving rideshare after your nine-to-five job, or maybe you work in one state but live in another and you need help reporting your income. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experienced experts dedicated to answering all your tax questions and finding every deduction for you. And you can talk to them from your phone without ever having to leave your house. Whether you got married, had kids, changed careers, whatever it is, TurboTax Live experts are ready to help you with your unique tax situation and get you the best tax outcome. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes into it, TurboTax Live. All right, it's the new year. So that means, of course, those dreaded New Year's resolutions. But they don't have to be dreaded if you make Built Bar a part of your daily regimen, your daily plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And hell, it's even better than a candy bar. Trust us, we have Built Bars all the time. I have a bunch of different varieties that I keep in my drawers uh, and, you know, I just grab them when I want to have something bad, like a bowl of ice cream or a bag of chips. You just grab a built bar and away you go. It makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution. They taste great and they don't have that waxy, chalky taste that some protein bars uh, have. What they do have is 100% soft and easy to chew real chocolate. Most built bars contain 130 or so calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and about 17 grams of protein. So go get yourself some, whether you like peanut butter brownie, which is always my favorite or David's favorite, the mint brownie, or maybe you're a salted caramel kind of person, whatever you like. Go to built.com and they are always coming out with new and temporary flavors at built.com. So go there right now, built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Final segment here the Locked on Washington football team podcast back with you after the holiday weekend and the super wild card around David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82 at Russellmania621 the show at Locked WFT pod and Chris while we were away over the weekend the guys over at the Locked on NFL draft podcast dropped one of their first mock drafts of the season Eric Crocker uh, who some people might especially uh, older football fans might remember former NFL and AFL cornerback Ryan Tracy, uh, host of the Locked On Chiefs podcast, also founder of Analytics Matrix. Uh, they're now the host of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, and they dropped this mock draft, and we can talk about the other picks as well, but specifically I want to jump straight to the Washington football team at pick 11. No trades in this mock. I don't know if they did that by design or if, if they just you know predict no trades. That's usually not the thing. But they have the Washington football team taking quarterback Matt Corral out of Ole Miss, saying, quote, uh, that Matt Corral is a, quote, gunslinger who can move similar to Ryan Fitzpatrick, but medical is a factor. What do you think about 
uh, Matt Corral as the 11th overall pick here in mid-January. Yeah, well, when you look at the the way the board shapes up, at least in this projected mock, Kenny Pickett is off and Kyle Hamilton, the Notre Dame safety, who he himself is coming off a pretty significant injury, uh, is off the board as well. So let's start there. As far as Corral goes, I mean, obviously it fits a major, major, major need. It allows you to potentially develop him a little bit more patiently maybe because you have Taylor Heineke here. You still, for now, presumably have Kyle Allen here. Obviously, again, it fits the mold. I think it would get this fan base in a little bit of a lather. I'm not sure if they would be like over the top, over the moon, but I think they probably would like Corral more than Pickett because I think Corral has more of an upside. You mentioned where they put medicals are a factor, and there's no doubt, but I, I, I mean – he, he's, he proved to me not only with that injury, but also an earlier injury that he's tough and he's resilient. Now, again, durability is a big, big, big thing, especially for a quarterback. I do think he's got a hose, David. I don't know if he's the most accurate guy in the world when it comes to going deep down the field. So you got to be careful with that. But he's got a lot of the skill package that you'd ideally like to work with, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, listen, Matt, Matt Corral for me uh, is is going to be is going to fall victim to something that's very common, and that is recency bias. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge my recency bias for anybody listening to this show and anybody who likes Matt Corral. I am going to acknowledge the flaw in my own analysis. He reminds me a lot of Taylor Heineke, and some of the flaws that Taylor Heineke has, Matt Corral has. Um, his deep ball is better. I will agree with that, but it's still too slow and it's still too inaccurate. I think for the NFL game, there's a lot of throws I watch from Matt Corral where the ball lands and it gets to the receiver, but the receiver has to make a lot of adjustments. And basically the collegiate defensive back that he's throwing against just isn't skilled enough to make those adjustments in the NFL. That's an interception. Um, I look at his decision-making on intermediate routes and a lot of times he's too late. Now, what I like about Matt Corral is that even when he's late on an intermediate route, he has the ability and he knows that because he's late, he's got to put a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sauce on that ball. And he does it. My concern with that is, I don't know. That's how you break Terry McLaurin's finger. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want a quarterback that has to throw a lot of zip on the ball because he's late. I'd rather you put good touch on the ball and be on time, but you know, you take what you can get. And then, of course, he got the athletic ability, the leadership, you know, metrics on him seem to be off the charts. Again, I've never met the kid, but just doing research around the the interweb uh, interviews with people and all that stuff. And listen, the problem with interviews, Chris, and you know as well as I do, is people don't often come out and just trash a guy in, in interviews, right? Um, but you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. Looking on the field, he looks to have the leadership presence that you want in a quarterback, so you like that. The upside with Matt Corral is there. The benefit is while he may remind you or me or, or and, and I'm not alone. I know some other people mentioned it as well uh, of, of Taylor Heineke. He's young twenties, right? I don't know his exact age right off the top of my head, but he's young twenties. Whereas Taylor Heineke is almost 30. Yep. Like, so it, the likelihood, and that's basically what it is, is you can fix, you can fix a lot of the, the, the mistakes that he makes. And I look at Taylor Heineke and say, yeah, but you could have fixed a lot of the mistakes that Taylor Heineke made too. And they didn't get fixed, but it's hard because Matt's not Taylor and Taylor's not Matt, right? So it's, it, it, again, it's recency bias. You don't want to transfer. Well, Taylor didn't seem to get better in a lot of these areas over the season. So I don't believe Matt can, because that's not fair, obviously to Matt. So I will big old asterisk next to my analysis, put a, put that up there. And I am acknowledging that up front, but I'm also going to stick with my gut instinct, which is I don't like Matt Corral as a future franchise leader. I think he's got future backup journeyman quarterback, kind of written all over him. We'll see again. It's mid-January. We've got a lot of football 
still to go. A lot of evaluations, a lot of uh, film to still watch. I've only watched three games on Matt as well, so full disclosure there as well. Uh, most scouts in their like to watch at least six to eight if you're considering a guy for the first round. Uh, real quickly, uh, the rest of the partial mock draft from Locked On NFL Draft, uh, because, uh, again, we got to wait for the playoff seedings and whatnot to work out. Uh, they have the Philadelphia Eagles at 15, one of their first three uh, – I'm sorry, one of their three first-round picks taking Sam Howell, the quarterback from North Carolina, uh, also at 16 because they have 15, 16, and 19. They have Sam Howell uh, – I'm sorry, Andrew Booth, uh, a cornerback from yeah. Clemson. And real quickly, the Giants in the division, they have two top seven picks. They have them taking David Ojabu from uh, Michigan, the edge defender – at number seven, and Ikem Ikanwu from North Carolina State, an offensive tackle at number five. We'll obviously do a lot of mock drafts and analysis and all that as the process goes along. All right, that's going to do it for this particular episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'll be back with another episode on a Wednesday. Uh, David will be back on Thursday, and then we'll reconvene uh, again before the week is out. We'll keep you up to date all offseason long. We want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen of the day. Uh, each and every day, uh, we got a very, very, very nice tweet from overseas over the weekend that was uh, just wonderful. Uh, we appreciate um, you guys supporting us uh, and, and and listening to this podcast. Uh, now make your second listen, the Lock on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. It's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. If you want to hop in on the voicemail line, it's 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. LockWFTPod at gmail.com. Come. All right. Thanks for joining us again for David Harrison covering the Washington football team on SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. I'll be back right here on the Lockdown Washington football team podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.